welcome to Cathode Ray Mission. It's me, uh, Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. With me, as always, watching movies is Randy Heyer in Oklahoma City. Hey, Randy. Yo, what's up, Will? How's it going? (laughs) Uh, Pretty good. Uh, Randy, why don't you tell uh, our listeners what we're watching this week? We're watching uh, Star Chaser, colon, The Legend of Orin. Yes, this is one of my selections. Um, Which is a title that I would run away from just based on the title. Yeah, I almost did. I I need a visual. I almost did not watch this. Um, I... We we like at the house to watch animated stuff that's not like Disney. Um, So... Like, uh, we really like heavy metal, uh, in, in this oh. house. Heavy metal is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. We watch it every, you know, year, year and a half or so. Um, yeah. and it's great. And, um, uh, it's an adult animation movie. That's kind of a fantasy sci-fi shit. And that's also not an anime. Uh, it's definitely an, an American movie, uh, which has, it just has a completely different style to it. Um, and this one is I just found it a couple months ago on Amazon Prime. I remember people talking about it, like on message boards or something, or maybe someone mentioned it to me, someone else had seen it. But it was one of those where it, like, I guess it became kind of hard to find for a while, and then it got brought back uh, fairly recently with like a new uh, HD uh, release of it. And it's, uh, it's an, this is an animated... Uh, an American uh, animated sci-fi kind of like PG-13. I would say it's like hard sci-fi almost. I mean, it, honestly, it, it has a lot of like Star Wars elements to it. Um, but in a way that, and this came out in uh, 1985 and the Star Wars elements in it are coming from a place that really understands what made Star Wars so fun in the same way that Spaceballs did, oddly enough. It really kind of understands kind of what makes Star Wars Star Wars. It was a really serviceable riff on yeah. Star like Because it is very Star Wars, but like they did they added new shit that made it its own thing. Mm-hmm. And it still felt... Star like I think Enemy Mine is another movie that I yeah. kind of love. I mean, I yeah. know that's kind of a goofy movie, but I I love that movie, man. It has all this like awesome. You f- people forget that it's not just them on the planet that you see the ship, and it's like some of the most cool map paintings you'll see yeah. in a movie ever in Enemy Mine, and it feels Star Warsy to me. It did as yeah. a kid, and this is the same way. It brought those same emotions out of me in a good way you know like what i like about star wars which is spaceships and swords and stuff you know yeah there's magic in it there's like ancient prophecies there's fighting against uh your oppressors and puns of spaceship battles in this which look really good uh especially considering that this came out in 1985 um and it was not coming from a major studio uh you know and uh, this was not like Disney and this was not like Don Bluth doing this. Um, and so I was reading up on this. Uh, originally, this movie came out in 3D. Uh, so, you know, watching it again. Yes, I, it's, the, 
It's the same technology made for Jaws and yeah. Friday Thirteenth, right? Or that they utilize. It's like only a handful of movies, but it was such like an insane process, and mm-hmm. theaters had to buy a new projector to show these movies in three yeah. D and stuff. I didn't mean to derail you, but I just no, think no, that's because no, no. I'm a huge I'm a huge Friday Thirteenth fan, so I already have some back knowledge. Like I know a little bit about like at least live action, you know, like how intensely like difficult it was to yeah. shoot in that way and stuff. I, and like, yeah. And what a nightmare, the whole situation, like just doing 3d that way. It was such like a fucking boondoggle. It's so weird how like 3d came and went a couple times. And I remember it not being a thing in the eighties as much, you know, you would have like part three and 3d, uh, and, you know, but most of the time, whenever I saw a 3D movie, it was not in 3D. Um, and so they tried it again. And I guess that was the issue they had is that it was a huge contraption that you had to buy. And it was a pain both on the end of uh, the filmmakers and the and the people projecting and the people showing the movies. Um, and now it seems that like they're doing 3D a lot more. But the whole process, I guess you can use the same projector to project a 3d movie and you can even do it on on your tv now um, yeah they're not doing it as much anymore though there was a time where it was like everything was yeah. in 3D. like there was definitely like some that were like it was like a joke that it was like also in 3d it's like yeah why, you know i and then I, the backlash caused some movies that deserve to be 3d not be in 3d yeah like wolf you know so like I saw, let's see, what did I see in 3D? I saw uh, Beowulf in 3D, which uh, I'll still stand up. Oh, for that I movie. did too. I I thought really, it was pretty boring, but I love that movie. I, uh, I thought the thing that ruined it was the animation, but the story itself and the acting I thought was like really good. <laughs> um, Dude, tell me about it. It's like I'm with you. If that movie had just been filmed, yeah. Oh, it was like Ray incredible. Winstone. You know, like, because Ray Winstone plays Beowulf, right? And, yeah, and then you got Crispin Glover doing, and Angelina Jolie is Grendel and Grendel's mother and all that shit. I mean, because the dragon battle was incredible. I remember being, like, blown, like, kind of blew my hair back, just like, whoa, 3D can do things. And I'll tell you what, here's an underrated movie in 3D that people did not like, famously. I saw it and I was like, I was just like, wow, the walk. Did you see that movie? No, I didn't see it. But okay, here's the thing though. Um, Beowulf, it's the Man on the Wire movie. Beowulf, the walk, and the another big movie I saw in IMAX 3D, uh, Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. All three of those, Robert Zemeckis. Yes. So Robert Zemeckis was like doing heavy like mocap and 3D push. Uh, but I think The Walk is his masterpiece because it's like it's just Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know. Yeah. He's not animated, and it's like it's just like, dude, seeing that in three D and like the way he gets, of course, the camera's above him, yeah, it's like looking down from the towers. Fuck, man, that was good shit. Well, Gravity is maybe my favorite three D movie though. I saw that too. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. Uh, that was a ride. That was incredible. Uh, then of course I also saw uh, my bloody Valentine 3D twice. Oh yeah, that was a, that was a masterpiece. That was of, great. Like, people undervalue or they they don't remember. Man, that movie 
that promised something that was never really fulfilled after like no other like the final destination 3d Mm -hmm. like no horror movie ever got there uh but now they think about it Coraline was another good one i never saw that 3d i mean because i love henry selick yeah like i don't i mean i'm not a huge actually into nightmare before christmas but like I love James and the Giant Peach is like one of my favorite movies ever. I just think the animation is like, it's a good fucking smoke a little weed and fucking watch (laughs) a crazy movie, you know, like good times. And Coraline is also, I just like, fuck, I love Coraline. It's a good dark fantasy. And you know what else is a good dark fantasy? Star Chaser. (laughs) Yeah. So getting into the plot a little bit, you know, we kind of mentioned that it's it's um, a little bit of Star Wars. I do want to mention before we getting getting into this, we mentioned the the spaceship battles, which are really cool looking, um, and very much mimic a lot of like the cool action that's going on in um, uh, in Star Wars. And a little, you know, as I kind of read about animation and stuff, you know. Thinking about how a lot of these animated movies that were coming out around the time were animated, they're very static and very stiff because animating 3D people and 3D things is hard. It's very expensive. And so for these spaceships, it you know, you were having very these kind of like intricate battles and you were having these spaceships rotate around in 3D space. And doing that was very difficult. So what they did was they modeled all these spaceships in a computer, in a CAD program, in 3D, and then plotted them out, so had them drawn onto paper, and then they were traced and colored onto the animation cells. So this is a very early analog uh, CGI film. So stuff that was would come out a little bit later, like Last Starfighter actually had CGI in it, um, but this was using uh, just computer models to animate it and then animating it the traditional way. So it was kind of a hybrid process, but very early on and it looks really good. Um, it looks beautiful. Yeah. It is so fucking awesome. Yeah. It, it's really cool looking. If you, if you want to know what it looks like, if you think about how that planet express spaceship in Futurama kind of looks, how it's 2d, but 3d mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. that's how, mm-hmm. that's how all these spaceships look. And it's 1985. Um, and so they're really, and it's like a serious movie. It's like, there's zero irony at all. This is like, it, it fucking rocks dude. And immediately after on Amazon prime, (laughs) which I watched it for free on, by the way. Yeah. Um, that's where you can find this movie. Uh, it queued up the beast master and I was like, all right. (laughs) And I watched the beast master like immediately after (laughs) like, I love the Beastmaster, but Star Chaser, it is like a cut above. It's almost like Conan good. Yeah. I love the Conan movies, both of them. I watched Destroyer recently, and I was like, this movie in some ways is better than part one. And kind of like in a Halloween 2 mm-hmm. way where it's like trashier, but they do emphasize some of your favorite parts and really fucking emphasize them in a good way. Cool. I'm the kind of the destroyer. Anyway, let's get into fucking Star Chaser, man. I I enjoy this movie. You tell me about what the plot is. The plot or goes just- like goes like this. Um, it's a it's a planet, and uh, underneath this planet is a mine where these crystals are getting mined. Uh, these are essentially 
this is the spice, I guess, in this story. Uh, did they show us the out? I don't. Did they show us the planet? I thought it kind of dropped us in cold, and like we find out with the main character yeah. that there is a world above. More or less, yeah. So we really start out in the mine, and so you know, there all the people who are working in the mine are like kind of ruled over by these robots and they get visited by their God every once in a while. Who's kind of like, they're slaves. Yeah. They're slaves. And they're like, you know, they're they're The God shows up and is like, Hey, good job. Good job. <laughs> uh, sort of Zardoz esque. Yeah. And he's like, here's some bread. Here's your bread. Uh, so yeah, these are, these people are like toil and they're like above us is hell. Uh, and so instead of heaven being above, it's hell. And so they have these weird belief system. And so um, very beginning, this dude, uh, Oren, who is one of the slaves, finds the hilt of a sword. And the sword delivers a message from a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus character. Um and who essentially says, hey, I dropped my sword a long time ago. And if you found it, you can use it to liberate yourself and, and all of your all of your people from any oppressor. Man, uh, side note, you mentioned blonde hair, blue eyed is what Warren looks like. This movie does feature some crazy, like racist stereotypes. Yeah, oh yeah. There's, stuff. there's. Uh, I mean, <laughs> later on, whew, it's yeah. like, I was like, whoa. But yeah. we'll get into that after. Anyway, go on. So, yeah, so he finds the sword and immediately starts, like, killing uh, robot uh, guards. Hitches a ride on a, on a, uh, with his girlfriend. Um, Alarm. A, yeah, on a, on a cart carrying the crystals in, you know, through the fire, uh, which is essentially their barrier. Which uh, later on, those crystals are combustible as all hell. And in this scene, there's like going through fire. And this is one of the, the weirdest part for me because that's what keeps people. The fire like scares everybody from doing this, you know. He's like, get under the crystals. It's like, I don't, yeah, I don't understand that either. <laughs> it's just and then like, they're just like, we're fine. And, and yeah, and, and the crystals explode like minutes later. It's like not that far afterwards that the, that like all the crystals start exploding when they are hit with like flames. Anyway, uh, he and his girlfriend escape, but they're, uh, they're approached by this God. Uh, what is his name? Uh, what is the God's name? Uh, Zygon. No, it's yeah. not, he's not the, the God. Well, is he, or does that, he take his mask off? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. It, Come yeah, on, go on, me. dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's, I might as well tell God. you the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm just like, I'm just like, I, I, I manage the planet. I manage the mine. I take care of deliveries, but Hey, you know, I, I'm in charge and I'm, you know, we're supposed, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a thing where, uh, I guess we'll get into that a little bit later about what the whole plot is. But anyway, Zygon kills the girlfriend. Uh, he's like, he's a cool dude. He looks sort of like Havoc from She-Ra. Yeah. Also He-Man. He has sort of a similar color scheme going yeah. on. He actually is cooler than Havoc, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Havoc is, I, I'm not one of those, I promise, listeners, I'm not a weirdo with like animation of She-Ra on my walls and stuff. 
I don't mean to talk about Havoc for too long. Uh, <laughs> but he looks, doesn't he look like, do you know what I'm talking about? Isn't that what that character's you. name is? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, leader of the Horde. Uh, so what's this dude's name? He's like a bad, he's a great villain. Yeah, he's Z- Zygon. Zygon, okay. But as a god, isn't his name something else? Yeah, it's Maybe something not. different. Uh, no, no, no. As anyway. a god, his, his name's Zygon. Yeah, but it doesn't. We'll just refer to him as Zygon from here on. Yeah, Zygon is just like a cool villain. Yeah, I, I thought he ruled honestly. Like, yeah, yes. And his like, his whole thing is that like he's he's actually a robot, um, and the robot that's like a late reveal. Yeah, then, right. Yeah, and so the whole thing is like. The, the minds were supposed to be taken over by the robots and like essentially the robots were going to be doing all the work, but they enslaved all the humans and made them do all the work. And now they rule the planet uh, or the minds. And so that's the whole deal. And so for like over a thousand years, uh, this has been going on. So <laughs> yeah, our boy. Uh, it's like Warren, either way they need Slaves. Yeah, seriously. It's like, can you not figure out how to like pay like a livable wage or yeah. more than a livable wage to mine? What like everybody wants these crystals. Yeah, they blow up when you throw grenades at them. I don't know what they do, but like, um, eventually, <gasps> I couldn't believe it. I looked it up. I was like, is um dag a gay icon he's not like that that google search found nothing but dag this guy dag which is one of the biggest ripoffs of star wars oh yeah we just get in no we can't get into dag yet because basically zygon is like here's my evil plan i've been fucking you guys over you know and now i rule etc and then he's like, and now you die. And he picks up Elon, Oren's girlfriend, and kills her. Yeah. I was like, what? Is Elon dead? Yes. He, like, breaks her neck. Yep. This is like a PG movie. Yep. I loved it. I mean, yeah. this is this is the kind of thing that is okay, in my opinion, for kids. To, it's a movie, you know? I, I don't know. This is the kind of movies that I grew up with. Oh, I yeah. don't have kids, so forgive me. Yeah. But, like... This is definitely the kind of shit I ate up as yeah. a kid. I would have loved this movie. I mean, there is some, there is, as we said, there's some mild swearing, mild violence, action scenes, and uh, scary stuff happens, and some some racism. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's really the main thing. That's that the needs bigger. To that's be the bigger discuss uh, with your children if you show your children this movie. Is yeah. Like, that this movie is kind of like racist and its politics are kind of weird, maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, Oren causes an explosion by, I don't know, something gets shot or a grenade gets thrown into the crystals and they blow up and he gets trapped, but he's got his like laser drill and he drills upwards uh, and towards hell. Um, you know, kind of. It's an amazing. See, I love this sequence, man. Yeah. This was like awesome. Where he's just it's like, like moving and moving, and then he goes to sleep, and the the weird like leeches come out of the rocks, and yes, uh, starts sucking his blood, and then, 
and then what happens? Like is, he drops his drill, and then he he's finally, basically like, "I'm fucked." Yeah. But then he like uses the hilt, and it like a sword. It's like when he needs it, or when it's doing good, or doing the will of like fulfilling the prophecy. Yeah. There's like a blade there that cannot be seen, but yeah. affects things. And it's fucking rule. Like, yeah. there's so many things like that. That premise alone, like, even as an adult, I was like, oh, sweet. But I'm just thinking about, man, if I would have been six, or seven, oh, yeah. like, oh, my God, dude. Just like, wow, so what a I, movie this is. I imagine, okay, so you know you go to fair and you go to one of those, like, booths that have all the inflatables and, like, yo-yos and shit and you buy the sword, right? Yeah. And the first thing that happens is that fucking sword breaks, right? And you're uh-huh. like, oh, I don't have a sword anymore. But if yes. I had seen this movie, yes. I could just have that hilt and I could be like, no, I do have a sword. I an invisible sword. Hear you, dude. And if this movie would have been a bigger deal, what a marketing thing. Oh, you know? yeah. It's like everyone's <laughs> just carrying around hilts. Yeah. <laughs> everyone just has hilts. It's like, and everyone's like basically like pretend sword fighting. What a wonderful world we live in. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Anyway, so Star he, Chaser. He gets up. He, he, oh, but this is when the title is this what the title means? Because I thought it was kind of Star Chaser is the profound. name of the, it's the name of the spaceship that Dag Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought but it can okay, but it can also it can have a double meaning, all right? Yeah. It can. Yeah. And when he opens, he finally penetrates the surface. He sees a star. Yeah. And that's sort of what it. I thought the title also was alluding to. And I thought that was kind of like unexpectedly like poetic for this, for a movie like this. I was like, wow, Star Chaser. It's like, yeah, because he is a slave who has lived for his whole family for generations has lived underground. Yeah. Thinking there's nothing above but hell. And yeah, he sees the stars. It's the first thing he sees and he like chases it up to the surface. I like yeah, it. I guess the spaceship is called Star Chaser 2. <laughs> no, I, I like that, though, because it is it is a big moment, and there is, like, this moment where he finally comes above ground, and it's, like, the moment at the very ending of THX 1138 where he, like, finally climbs that ladder, and then... Oh, man, I've never seen that movie, actually. Oh, my God. And so he, like, just comes up... I should watch that. ...sunrise, and then the credits roll, <sighs> and you're like... Oh. Um, but you're like, this is just the beginning of the movie because he is in this weird ass like bog uh, and then runs into the mandroids who fucking rule. I love this. This so part much. is so it would it's like one of those moments that if this would have been a bigger movie and I'm sure the kids that did see this, it's like a scarring moment. Oh, yeah. Like it's so disturbed. It's just it's adult. It the yeah. kind of. The level of like depravity, depravity, and like I don't know, just like it's fucked up. Like man, it's a fuck. It's fucked up and awesome. Yeah, and so these mandroids are essentially they're robots, but they also have organic parts, and they kind of um, they anytime they come across a human, they kind of fight over salvaging parts from these humans and adding them yeah placing out like swapping out robot pieces for organic pieces 
and they look great. They look scary at first, but then you realize what it is. And it's like, they basically have human faces stretched over robot faces. Yeah. Like that they've taken some, they found somebody and removed their face and put it on their own. Yeah. This part. Okay. Have you seen escape from LA? Uh, no, not, not from LA. Um, there's a part, this is like the best, most inventive part of that movie. He gets captured by this team of like mad plastic surgeons led by Bruce Campbell. And he's like, he's like very alien like, and he's like basically performing crazy surgeries on people and removing parts and like jet. He's like, it's just like this insane moment in that movie that like, I think John Carpenter fucking saw Star Chaser. It was like, yeah, because it's like it was like so similar to me, like so similar. This part is crazy. I, yeah, go on. No, I mean, like first time watching this, I was like, okay, and so this is like, it went from, you know, rock, you know, digging in the mines to oh, kind of like a Star Warsy spaceship. Oh, to fucking zombie robots. Um. And it felt, this is the part that felt like really the most heavy metal to me. Um, yeah. You know, it just reminds me of that whole sequence where that pilot goes down uh, on that, you know, in, in the in the bomber at World War II plane. And yeah. Under that island with like all the zombies and shit. <coughs> um, this could be from heavy metal, this totally. part of the movie. These characters would be serviced well in heavy metal. Yeah. And even like. When Dag I'd watch a whole movie about these characters. Absolutely. Honestly. We did, though. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Mandroids. <laughs> uh, Mandroids. Okay, yes. not like the, all the characters in the movie. No, my uh, bad. No, I meant, I meant the just just the scary robots that we're talking about. Oh, absolutely. About right I would love to see so much more of them, and I was hoping they would come back, and they didn't. And I'm like, oh. Um, they basically all get killed. Yeah, more or less. By the end of this scene. Uh so we learn like later on that these are just like roaming around this planet. Uh, the, the, the robots that live and work in the crystal, you know, refinery, they take them out as target practice every once in a while. Um, they really don't care for them that, that much. And so, uh, Oren finally gets away from them and runs into this dude, Dag, who is a, uh, Essentially, stealing crystals and selling them on the black market. He's our Han Solo. But the, can we go back for just a second? I yeah. want to say the way he gets away from them, they have him tied up, and they're basically like, <clears throat> there's like the alpha leader of the gang, and he's like, you'll get what I tell you. Now, who wants his teeth? And it's like, it's yeah. super like, he's about to start ripping his body parts apart. Yeah. And this dude has the sword and he accidentally kills the other underling. Yeah. Like on accident. She's basically like got her robot. It's sort of like her guts are out, but yeah. she's a robot, but it's still super graphic and disturbing. And then this, the, uh, the leader grabs the sword and he's like, what the, f-? you know? And he like walks into the blade yep. and it goes like out the back of, it's like a horror movie. Yeah. And it probably looked badass in 3D. It's like, whoa, because it just reveals that the sword also kills bad guys. <laughs> if you want it to, Oren, you know, because yeah. like, we will learn that the sword and Oren have like a bond or some yeah. kind of shit. I don't, I don't, I mean, it's sort of at the end, it's like, well, 
but then also you can do this. And, you, you know what I mean? But so, yeah, Orin gets away, runs into Dag, uh, who's, yeah, the smuggler guy who's always got a cigar in his mouth. Um, Orin he just has a look about him that I just, like, he seems like he should be, like, a gay icon. Yeah. You know, like, he's, like, he's like very masculine, but he's got, like, just kind of, like, a way about him and stuff. And, like, he's always, like... No time, no time for that. Like the second Orin tries to kiss the girl, he's like, "No, it's no time for that," you know. And he has his, he's like, the second. I don't know. He's sort of like a future. He's because we. This is like a different. It's not where we live, you know. So like, you can like fuck robots and stuff. Like, and people are like advanced generations, you know, like hundreds of years. People have been having sex with robots. You know what I'm talking about. So, I don't know. He seems like he's having sex with robots, but his yeah. his starship is like a flamboyantly gay man. Like, yeah. And they have a relationship together. It seems like they took Chewbacca and Han's relationship and R2-D2 and C-3PO and split the difference between yeah. the, the pair of the pair. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dag is a great character. <laughs> I liked I liked him a lot. I don't know. I was just like, man, why do people not know about this character? You yeah. Know? So I mean, he yeah he just takes our kind of I don't know he takes our smuggler character and so to our farm boy character. Uh, and so, and then they pick up their their sexy question mark lady robot and um, get the hell out of there. And, and there's like uh, a weird part where it's like you have to go into her posterior. Yeah, you got to go. He opens her, her butt up and change. She it. seems like turned on. Whatever. It's uh, <laughs> it's a part that happens in this movie though. Yeah, like it's kind of weird, man. So like, and they, she, she was silica. So they go to some other planet, I guess. Right? They go to another planet and. Uh, Oh yeah, they get the lady robot from a slave auction. We skipped through some stuff, but it's okay. I mean, no, 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 no. There's they a lot of stuff that they don't happens. get her from that slave auction. They, they, they take her to that planet. Dag gives her to the, to the slave auctioneer, to sell to get some money out of her, and it's the 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 uh, auctioneer is being voiced by the micro machine man, and uh, <laughs> who is that guy? Uh, I looked him up. It's it's. I don't know. He did a bunch of shit, though. Um, I used to, when I would work at the pizza place uh, on 16th, I would, like, answer the phones, you know, and, like, joke about, like, I'm a micro-machine man because I talk <laughs> super fast, you know, trying to just, like, move the calls through and stuff. That's funny. Drink, like, a drink a bunch of, drink, like, a Red Bull and just be like, you know. Oh. Yeah. I, I used to do that shit on, when I worked at, um, a major internet service provider that had an, a customer service office in Oklahoma City. Uh, and I was just on the phone all day. Um, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into that, but... <laughs> yeah. Being on the phone, it's something. I mean, I can do it, but I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't I, have to. I got to get on the phone for my current job, but not... I don't know, not not in the same capacity that it was on that, in that job. So it's like a completely different deal now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. So, so yeah, like they're on this other planet. 
uh, Dag is trying to, you know, he picked up this robot, does something in her butt to change her, and then tries to sell her. Uh, and then <laughs> Oren and this princess or something, or governor's daughter or something, princess essentially, uh, get in a bidding war for her. And then Dag has to end up buying her back. Oh, yeah. She has her own robot. He reminded me of um, the Rogue One, the Alan Tudyk, or however you say that dude's name. Yeah. Sort of a similar vibe, those two robots. And so I I forget what eventually... Oh, no, they they are getting away because uh, a warrant has essentially been put out for Oren. And all these bounty hunters are after them. And so there's a big chase and they crash and Oren is picked up by this governor's daughter lady. Right. And, and then he tells her his story of like, Oh no, we're mining down there. And she's like, no, no, no. It's just robots that mine down there. He's like, no. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Uh, so they're like, okay, well we can stop that because I'm the governor's or whatever's daughter and so they have this wild plan to go and stop it and go to the planet and i can't remember what happened to dag and all them at this point oh no 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 okay what happens is <laughs> dag and them what happened to the dag whole, and like, them racist part right uh oh yeah they, i mean they, they this movie is so crystals. episodic i didn't take notes we could sit here and talk for a million dryly talk like yeah. for a million years about all the stuff that happens in Star Chaser. Yeah. But yeah, no. They do go... They're in a slave auction. It's just a weird movie. There's a lot yeah. of slavery and stuff happening. It's it's very fantasy, set in different worlds with, yeah. like, robots and stuff. But it is, like, pretty much people. There's not, like, a lot of aliens and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, they go to this, like, market. It's just a lot of, like weird depictions of people from the middle east and stuff yeah so yeah that that was a weird part where they're like delivering the crystals and getting i liked that part but i didn't like the way that they drew those guys it was really gross um and kind of like weird it it stood out i'll say it's like it doesn't need to be like this at all it was like Make him an straight alien. up <laughs> like a racist drawing of like an Arab man yeah. or something like these two dudes. And it was just like, why is this like this? Yeah. It's like this movie's set in space. Yeah. You know, it's like, and then they go to a market and there's a similar guy before that. Yeah. Uh, like the way they draw the, just the way they draw everybody. It's like, this is like not chill. Yeah. So be fairly be warned about that. Yeah. Know? So there, there is like many movies that we end up watching, uh, <laughs> bits of problematic <laughs> content in them. So just be warned. <laughs> it happens through most media, uh, yeah. that you'll consume. <laughs> so this um, reminded me when I saw those drawings though, the animation of this, which I loved, I thought, I mean, aside from that, aside from what we just talked about, yeah. just in general, the way they drew 
everything. I was about yeah. to say, I mean, I do mean the people, but like, fuck. It's just hard to get around it. Like, now that we've talked about that, it sucks. The fucking, yeah. it really sucks the way they drew those guys. Not cool at all. But I'm just saying, it reminded me of, um, do you remember those fucking Bible videos? It's like Hanna-Barbera and these like three, like, young teenage to 20-something explorers fall through like a portal in a pyramid and they re they like are firsthand witnesses to like the birth of christ i do and moses parting the red sea and stuff there's one um there's called Superbook, and it was an anime and it was there was these children had a bible robot that they would like allow them to see Um, history Um, i remember that and apparently they brought it back. I, I was looking it up, <laughs> but uh, that's not this. This was like a Hanna Barbera. Like we just had this tapes. I had a few of them, and then the church had a few of them that like we watched and stuff. I don't know. They were like from my memory, high quality cartoon. I remember like loving kind of like the realistic. It's not anime. Yeah. But it is like a realistic style of drawing and stuff. Except, of course, <laughs> if we ever go back to this, when it's racist, like it is in this movie, yeah. Star Chaser. But, like, I don't know. It just looks great, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, fuck. Yeah. And then, like, the big wide shots of all the, like, ships. And then, like, in the mines, there's, like, the chasm between them and where the crystals go and all that shit it's just like fuck this movie looks so good it blew my mind how good yeah i I mean if you like animation for real check this movie out and i would say like even you know we, we were talking about 3d movies and so watching i really love watching friday the 13th part three uh in 3d even though i'm not watching it in 3d because it's really kind of goofy the way that they're doing the 3D like tricks, like putting things into the camera and shit. Um, it's a great movie too, and it establishes what happens in a lot of the other. Like it yeah. establishes kind of the rhythms and the rules of how the other ones go yeah. after that too. It's kind of unsung. People don't like it. Say it's ugly because the 3D is lit differently. Yeah, it is ugly compared to the first one. But, but you know. But they do do the thing where they are sticking the things in the camera a lot, and you see that a lot with 3D. This one, it really, like, you have, like, the whips that are coming in at the very beginning. Yeah, like, but... Everything else is, it's like, more, they, they made action scenes, and those action scenes are going to be in 3D. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're relying on. And um, it, I really would like to see a 3D version of this. Dude, uh, I would, too. When I was watching it, it was like... It probably looks awesome in 3D. Yeah. Just the ships and then, like, depth between the ships and the back, the sweet backgrounds. Yeah. And that's, like, that's, fuck, it would look cool. Yeah. A, a, lot, of the, a lot of the background paintings on this look really great. Um, uh, I, especially, I especially want to point out, like, when they're in that bog uh, and he's, like, kind of traipsing through before he meets the mandroids. A lot of that stuff is really amazing looking. Um, it is. And a lot of the landscapes in this, and, and again, it is very Star Warsy. Um, so it's like if you want to kind of hit those Star Wars feels, um, mm-hmm. this is really, really. I mean, it it 
a lot of the stuff that you really like about Star Wars is available here. Uh, and maybe some stuff that you didn't get out of any of the uh, returning sequel prequels uh, is also here as well. Um, and I really wish that, like, you know, there were a couple of Star Wars knockoffs that kind of came about, but I don't know, very rarely they realize, like, this is, like, the kind of stuff that, you know, is very action-driven and is very, you know, the types of characters you're going to run into and stuff and not necessarily about unlocking secrets and secret royalty and all that shit that <laughs> kind of like... Oh, you're a secret princess. Uh, your granddad's uh, this guy now. And, you know, versus yeah. kind of like just connecting you with these characters that are really fun to follow. Um, because what? I don't know. Oren makes what like allows his little blind brother to see at the very end. <laughs> which yeah. With, okay. We didn't even talk about the conclusion where he comes back. Yeah. And he basically like, because he's fighting. There's all this, like, spaceship battles and stuff that are, like, fucking cool. Yeah. The main bad guy does all this, like, cool bad guy stuff. Like, he tortures Dag with this laser that goes, like, through his brain, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, fucking, like, intent. Dag is, like, screaming and yeah. shit. I mean, this movie just has, like, a lot of cool fucking stuff that happens in it. It's pretty hardcore, honestly. Like, it goes hard. It reminded me of, like, a lot of my favorite movies growing up, animated. I love the um, Secret of Nim movie, which, like, I mean, that movie has a lot of, um, like, violence and people, like, rats getting, like, stabbed and stuff. And um, I don't know. Did you see ever, just, see ever uh, like, uh, Watership Down or like? I saw Watership Down later on, yeah, and stuff like that. And I saw Plague Dolls uh, uh, later on too, um, which is another crazy animated movie. Uh, I thought of something else. Well, we can save. I guess we should save some of this for the end of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why don't we go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come back with uh, with the big roundup. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. I would 
rather have a day job than be a Pokemon master. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome back to Cathode Ray Mission. Coming back with the uh, the big roundup, Randy. On a scale of one to five, what would you give Star Chaser: The Legend of Aura? Well, my friend, I really like this. Aside from the huge bummer that there's like racist caricatures in this movie. I really liked the movie. I liked all the rest of the movie. You could just cut that movie out or re I, I don't know. Whatever. Got to put a disclaimer on it, though. Yeah. Maybe bump it down about half a star. It's, like, short. And the scene is cool, too, because it's, like, why can't it just be, like, like politically correct, drawn people, <laughs> you know? Or, like robots or aliens or anything you know yeah. i mean it's just like sucks that it's yeah. that way so i gotta deduct half a star from my rating which would have been four stars but i'm going to say three and a half for star chaser the sword fight at the end we skipped over it a little bit i want to get into it for just a second this movie totally has like a red shoes style twist where it's like actually there was no magic at all. It, the hilt doesn't matter. Like, you imagine... The hilt is sort of more of a tactile thing for you to imagine the sword, but you can just straight up imagine the sword in your hand holding nothing. It's sort of what it is, yeah. right? I mean, and it's like, okay, so he gets up, and he basically just, like... He fucking, like, cuts this dude's arm off. Yeah. And he's like, ah... <laughs> And he's like, he's basically kind of like, is this your God? Like, he's like telling all the people. It's like, it's crazy. Like a yeah. crazy scene. And then he like cuts the dude in half. And he falls, like Darth, very Darth Maul, very Darth actually, Maul. now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah. He falls into like the lava pit. And then the people are just like, fuck this. And they start throwing the robots <laughs> into the pit too. Yeah. And everything starts blowing up. All the crystals are blowing up or some bullshit. Oh, because meanwhile, Silica, I think, just is like, fuck it. And she, like, blows the crystals up. And Dag yeah. is like, no, the crystals are worth money. He's like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm a sassy robot. You guys are, like, misogynist. Kind of. I mean, she saves the robots like The ship has, like, a voice and whatnot. Yeah. All of Flight of the Navigator. Sort of similar to Flight of the Navigator. But, like... She saves his life, or revives him, and he's like a total misogynist. Oh, yeah. To, like, for the rest of them, it's like, fuck you, <laughs> Star Chaser. Is it, I mean, it's, no, it's George or something, right? Yeah. Like, he has a name. Um, anyway, I like this movie. I thought it was cool. Oh, but then it's just like, they get out, and it's like, we did it, and it's like yeah. credits. It's just like immediately just like yep. the end. It's like, but, fuck yes. Well, you got to so, for, for part two. Uh, 
Star Chaser 2. Uh, you know what? I wish they would have made a part two. Three and a half cool. out of five stars from Big R. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to go a little bit further than that. I'm going to go with a four star, uh, despite the uh, the the noticeably racist scene. Um, I feel like that is such a small part of it that I forgot about it. You kind of come to expect that kind of shit in American yeah. cinema, especially like in the 80s. Yeah. And shit, it sucks ass. I fucking hate it. Point it out. Call it out. Um, but anyway, I, I the movie can, is good aside think, from that shit. I think we can, you know, watch these things. I can, I, I think we can enjoy these things, but I think we do need to recognize this kind of stuff when it appears. Absolutely. And Absolutely. not just pass it over and not make, and not make excuses for it. Um, so yeah. Um, but I do think it's a very fun movie. I really enjoyed watching it again. Um, the animation's great. Um, it's a great kind of... Time. The animation is spectacular. Like, it's it... fucking great. Again, coming from a studio that was kind of outside of, you know, uh, it was not Disney. It was, like, doing this other kind of thing, and it was... Atlantic Releasing put it out. You know, I think the record company put it out. Um, so it, it, again, takes a lot of stuff from Star Wars and a lot of the good stuff from Star Wars that you really liked and kind of rolls it into a really fun, uh, a really fun animated movie. So yeah, four stars, check it out. And so Randy, it's probably actually about as racist as Star Wars. Probably. Is, yeah. yeah. Star Wars is also kind of like got some super bad stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Randy, not, well, not like to be like, Oh, well, it's not us, but you know, I'm fuck, fuck, fuck. Ah, you know. Yeah. So Whatever. What, what other movies would you recommend for people who enjoyed uh, this movie? Uh, well, you know what? I would recommend other movies. I thought about some other animated movies that were just like, whoa! I already said The Secret of Nim. That's a Don Bluth movie, I think. Yep. And then I loved. Um, American Tale and Five Will Goes West. I think I liked Five Will Goes West more. I mean, oh, I was really? like a child. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just thought it was like, it was good. Maybe, I think I saw American Tale after that, and I was like, oh, this is better than that one. But then I was like, I'm too old to watch. I don't want to watch movies like this anymore. Yeah. But Secret of Nim was a movie that we just, we had taped, and I loved it. And then another movie like that is um, The Last Unicorn. Oh, yeah. It's a movie that I loved as a kid. It's like kind of a darker children's fantasy animated movie with uh, Alan Arkin and uh, Mia Farrow and oh, some man. other good people. And then also Unico, Island of Magic. Is that, the, is that the anime with the unicorn, baby unicorn thing? Yes. Yes, I've seen it. That movie is so haunting yeah. to me in <clears throat> For years, I couldn't find it, but I had these images of this creature, this evil villain, and then him falling and turning into this small wooden puppet. Yeah, and like it just haunted me. That movie forever, it, and that's the that's that movie. That's it's that crazy. It's like a Trojan horse because it's got this cute little u- anime unicorn, little bubblegum colored anime unicorn on the cover and then you watch it and it's this dark movie about 
like this family's, uh, you know, son becoming a wizard's apprentice and Mm -hmm. like becoming part of a huge plot to turn everyone into these, uh, puppet slaves. And it's like terrifying. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like that movie. Yeah. And he's an evil puppet himself. It's revealed. And then he falls from the ship to earth and turns to this small wooden puppet. It's so disturbing and it just haunted me. And then also I'm going to say the Care Bears movies. Those are crazy too. Like, Like there's one where they have to sneak in while the bad guy is like sleeping. I just remember, I don't know, that shit is just, fuck, those movies. They got dark. They got real dark. They were really dark, yeah. Uh, like even Rocket like Doodle them. has, I, I watched that and that has like a lot of really dark stuff and. Is it really? Yeah. It was more than I had it, thought it would. So, um. Care Bears 2 and New Generations the one I watched the most when I was a kid. I'm, who knows if this is. That was a really I recommend, one, right? I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. I think they're both creepy, but I think, yeah, Dark Heart. Yes. He's a boy and he become. A boy becomes a villain, dark heart, and yeah. it's like scary. Yes. Uh, so I would recommend Pinocchio, I think Emperor of the Dark, which was the filmation Pinocchio movie. Now you mean Pinocchio, like Roberto Benigni Pinocchio? or? Well, this is an animated version mm. uh, that came out uh, probably not long after uh, Star Chaser did. Um, oh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and it's just, it was this, um, weird, it was this weird version of Pinocchio, um, that it, again, it was filmation. So it was not, uh, it was not like the Disney version at all. And it's kind of the return to Oz to the Wizard of Oz, you know, to, whereas, you know, Disney's Pinocchio's Wizard of Oz. This movie is like the Return to Oz version. Um, and I'm trying to find uh, this movie. It was really, really, really weird. Um, Return to Oz is a really good movie, too. Yeah, that one is... Uh, uh, who did that? Um, that's live action, but that's a great movie with Farisa Balk. It's like very disturbing. Yeah, it's it's a darker tone, but not. I don't know. They tried to do another Pinocchio, or not Pinocchio, but w- Wizard of Oz. Uh, later on, as a TV series, I think Zoe Deschanel was in it, and it's it was also a dark take. But this was like fully within the you know story that you know. Of Wizard of Oz, it uses all that element. Damn, which one is this? I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, the Return to Oz, but Pinocchio, Emperor of the oh, Night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinocchio, Emperor of the Night. It's yeah. It, the oh, New okay. World put it out. Filmation. It's weird. Um, it's it's one of those crazy dark movies. Um, but yeah, it's got like Don Knotts in it. Wow. Tom Bosley. Anyway, uh, I, w- I would recommend like, that uh, for just another weird, dark animated movie. But uh, for for sci-fi, I would recommend Spaceballs. I absolutely love that movie. <laughs> I think it's got all the all the elements of Star Wars that you like 
and it's really. I've been fun. wanting to just watch all the Mel Brooks movies again. Honestly. They're good, man. Like, I grew up loving Spaceballs and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. Too. So I would recommend that. I also Last Starfighter. I really love that movie. Um, that came out on the heels of of uh, of Star Wars and has a lot of the same stuff in it as well. Uh, some really cool makeup effects, some early CGI, uh, as mentioned. Uh, before, um, you know, so uh, using a different method in, in that one, but a lot of the same cool sci-fi stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, so. Randy, anything you want to pull uh, before we, we go for the week? Um, boy, howdy. Not really. Um, no, I have nothing to plug nothing. for myself. Thank you uh, for listening to Cathode Ray Mission. Cathode Ray Mission. And uh, uh, Will, I got, I've got to plug all this stuff that Will's about to say. Uh, yeah, I'm plugging. Uh, yeah, so Septoc documentary podcast, uh, Nerd Rage: The Great Debates, uh, fun game show about nerdy shit. Uh, we might be wrapping up when this comes out the Tournament of Champions season three, season four, uh, coming shortly uh, the next week where we're not skipping a week so we put out episodes every week so uh check that out there's like 150 some episodes for you to listen to um you know pick one you don't have to listen to it in order uh anyway randy we'll be back next week with another movie until then i'll see you later see you later will